0: to tick on. Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson here with you on a Fantasy Football Sunday. It's always great. Week in, week out. Your team might not play, but that doesn't mean anything because everybody else's team plays. Because fantasy value is there every single week. This is a different week. This is a strange week. But one thing that never changed is a Fantasy Football Sunday show on 610 Sports Radio that is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Man, there's a lot of juice, but it's all later. There's a lot of appetizers to get to today until the meat really kind of comes into play towards the end of the day. I mean, your noon games are just... Dog, you know what. Niners, Jags. Washington Panthers, Minnesota, Green Bay Lions, Browns, Colts, Bills, Saints, Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Ravens, Bears, Woof. and then you get to like that three o'clock slate. You know when you're when you're ready to take you know the feet up, roll the pant legs up, throw that soft blanket on your legs, and just enjoy football. That's what this Sunday is. Um, this Sunday here on Six Ten Sports Radio doesn't get any different. Um, than what we do every Sunday because at 925, Steven Serta will join us as he gives us his insight as he is uh, a bit of a a nerd when it comes to everything and anything that is fantasy football. Um, One thing that I will say is that we do every week is that there is a lot of guys out and a lot of guys in, but I give you the ins first on who's playing this week. And players that are expected to play Sunday are included are Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, uh, Rashad Bateman, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Clyde edwards Lair. That's a big one. We'll get into that a little bit later, but don't expect much. Chase Claypool and Ben Roethlisberger. So there's a lot in that matchup that you just heard of. There's guys that are paired with one another, right? So you have Baker and Chubb. You have. Uh, Roethlisberger and Claypool, both those guys all playing today and players that are not expected to play the big one, right? The one where you're, you're scrambling, you're probably headed to Arrowhead right now. If you're in Kansas city in your car, listening to 610 sports radio, I thank you for that. And I thank you for listening to this fantasy football Sunday show brought to you by twin peaks, uh, because twin peaks is each drink scenic views, but players that are out, so before you go and enjoy yourself this afternoon and in, in this evening's slate of games, Alvin Kamara, out. Not playing. Uh, Jeremy McNichols, out. Ricky Seals-Jones, out. Marquise Hollywood-Brown, out. Hakeem Hicks, out. Aaron Jones, not playing. Amari Cooper, which was the big one, out. DeAndre Hopkins, out. Chris Carson, done for the year. TJ Watt, out. And Mika Fitzpatrick, also out. The reason I bring up those defensive names It's because they help one AFC West quarterback. But, Grant, like we do every single week, we got to dive into some matchups. Matchup number one, it is a snooze fest. But for some of you, you may have wanted to see some of these guys get after it. 49ers at Jags. I'm telling you right now, if you're in a league in which a lot of people are just idiots and they don't pay attention, go pick up Jeff Wilson Jr. This is the Jeff Wilson Jr. game. Elijah Mitchell is out. Jamichael Hasey is normally the pass-catching running back for the 49ers. He's out as well. The workload falls on JWJ. You Remember those bracelets a lot of people wore back in the day? What would Jesus do? These are ones now that Is what would Jeff Wilson Jr. do. Two touchdowns is my goal today. Two touchdowns, it's against a bad team. JWJ Day for the 49ers. This is it. You're not going to get much Jeff Wilson after this game. There's a lot of value there. He's not expensive. He should be available in most leagues unless your league is very adamant on picking guys up on Wednesday morning on the waiver wire. Jacksonville is not a good team. There should be some garbage time points in this game. This is a very ugly, but somewhat intriguing matchup. I still believe that the normal guys are gonna do it for you when it comes to Debo Samuel and it comes to George Kittle. George Kittle is back and it's official that he's arrived. I think you can go ahead and trust George Kittle what he's gonna do week in and week out. Now, is he George Kittle of three years ago where he was catching eight balls on 13 targets and having a touchdown and 120 yards a game? I don't know if that's there. But it is clearly damn obvious that Jimmy Garoppolo is looking for George Kittle inside the 20-hard line and in. Um, Evil Samuel, obviously a stud, one of the best wide receivers in the game right now. I saw a comparison of him that a lot of people think there's some Anquan Bolden. I'm going to pump the brakes on that before we get into AV there. But as for the Jaguars, I like James Robinson today. It has been announced that he is going to play, he feels good. Again, He's their best player, so when you see things throughout the week where it says James Robinson didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday and was limited when it comes to practice on Friday, that's just a veteran best player on a roster not having to have to play all through Wednesday and Thursday because it's just walkthroughs and game plans. Friday's the day. I'll reiterate this again. If you are playing Friday or if you're practicing Friday, you're sure as hell probably playing Sunday. If you ain't practicing Friday, you ain't playing Sunday. I like James Robinson, and this is a sneaky play for me this week. I really, really like Dan Arnold. You might be driving in your car right now, going and picking up some donuts from Lamar's. Maybe you're going to Homer's Coffee on the corner of uh, Metcalf and 74th or 75th, wherever that is down here in, in Shawnee Mission. And you're thinking to yourself, Dan Arnold... Who the hell is Dan Arnold? He's a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's all of a sudden become Trevor Lawrence's guy. He has seven targets at least in his last three games for at least 60 yards each. He's the T. Lawrence guy, and I expect the Niners to get out to an early lead, and I expect Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball to James Robinson and Dan Arnold. So if you need a tight end because your tight end's on a bye... Maybe you play with Tyler Higby or you play with Noah Fant, you need somebody, and Dan Arnold's definitely available. He's the guy I go kick. We move on to our next matchup, the Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers game, and I'm going to say something that's going to be satisfying for a lot of people out there that took this guy number one overall in their draft. I think if you were waiting for the big Christian McCaffrey game, I think this is the one. I think this is the game in which CMC has that 30-point game. I think two scores are on the table. I think eight catches is on the table. I think 80 yards rushing could be on the table because guess what? He's back. Cam Newton is. And Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey were the two that did it first in Carolina together. When Christian McCaffrey came up as a rookie and had one of his best years yet, that's who the quarterback was. Cam Newton gets his first start as a quarterback this year For the Carolina Panthers, he's only been on the team this year for two games. But obviously, he's going to start today. And I think Cam Newton is worth starting as a streamer this week. If you have a guy like Matt Stafford, or maybe you're just very weak at quarterback, or you have a guy like Lamar Jackson who's been 50-50 all week and has another illness, it's not COVID-related, but it's his third illness of the season, Cam Newton could be a guy because he's got the value of rushing touchdowns. He's priced at 5100 on DraftKings. Newton gives lineups a deep discount and should reach value given his unique skill set as a dual threat option. He's facing a weak Washington defense, ranked 27th when it comes to DVOA. And as it goes for Washington, it's the normals for me. It's the same guys, Gibson and Scary Terry, but that's it. But when you look on the other side of the ball, when it comes to Carolina, I think Carolina wins this game. I think they cover the spread, and I think you could chalk Cam Newton up for at least one touchdown rushing, possibly one throwing. But again, I think this is the game in which all you Christian McCaffrey owners in fantasy have been waiting for, is this could be the game where he has the typical CMC 30 game. When you look at the next matchup, it's Green Bay versus Minnesota. This doesn't really do it for me either. For some reason, and I don't know what it is, but NFC North matchups always suck. I just did the frog drinking coffee there because I stand by that take and I always will. NFC North matchups never really do it for me. But the one thing that's intriguing about this matchup is that it's AJ Dillon time in Green Bay. With Aaron Jones out, somebody has to take the role, and it's A.J. Dillon, and there's no better role to be filled by anybody than, a- than anybody than A.J. Dillon. He's been the guy that's kind of been taking some shares away from Aaron Jones, and a lot of people have wondered what the hell's going on. Well, today, if you've handcuffed the two, it's probably best to go ahead and start Dillon because, well, he wants to be that guy. I like Green Bay in this matchup, and I like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams as well a lot. I always say this, that NFC North matchups can always be tricky, so take that into account when you look at this game and the final score is 20-10. to I can't promise you what the final score is going to be, but this will be a lackluster of a game. I think when you look at the other side, you have to start Justin Jefferson. You have to start Dalvin Cook. But if you don't have to, I wouldn't play Adam Thielen. I don't like Adam Thielen in this matchup because Green Bay's defense is sneaky good. It's not a bad defense. They might give up a lot to Justin Jefferson, but they're not gonna give up a lot to Adam Thielen. And I know Adam Thielen is a guy in which Kirk Cousins tends to throw two inside the five, inside the 10, and get those late touchdowns late in games. But I don't like Adam Thielen in this game. I like Green Bay's sneaky defense. I like the Packers minus two. And I like the under in this matchup, which means there's probably not gonna be a lot of action. So I wouldn't, I would kind of tread lightly. I wouldn't expect much. But obviously, there are certain things in which you have to just go with, like Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Rodgers. But again, this game is all about A.J. Dillon. (laughs) When you look at the next matchup, you have the Lions at the Browns. Dear God, what is this game going to be? Baker Mayfield is a crash test dummy this year. He's got injuries all over his body, and he's going up against a guy named Tim Boyle. Let me repeat that. Tim Boyle gets the start for the Lions. Never heard of him drop is perfect for that situation. He's thrown four, one, two, three, four professional passes in his NFL career, and he gets to go up against Miles Garrett on the left edge. You thought you were having a bad day. Wait till Tim Boyle gets under center and looks at 95 on the left side and goes, dear God. Cleveland's defense to me is the biggest dream of this week. They're playing a a Detroit Lions team that is bad. They don't have a win. They have a tie. And they have a whole lot of losses. I don't even know if I've started anyone for the Lions. I'm dead serious when I say that. I'm sorry for anybody that has TJ Hawkinson, anybody that has DeAndre Swift. I don't want to play them. I don't want anything to do with them. This seems like a game in which Cleveland is just going to love Nick Chubb and give Nick Chubb the ball 40 times today. Donovan Peoples-Jones is out for the Cleveland Browns. Jarvis Landry is checked out, I believe. Baker Mayfield is beat up. And I think Kevin Stefanski knows that if they give Nick Chubb the ball, he could run all over this Detroit team and they can just run clock. So if you're a betting person out there and you like prop bets, take the over on Nick Chubb in yards, take the over on Nick Chubb in touchdowns, take the under when it comes to points. What's only sad about this game is that Dearness Johnson is again going to go away. Dearness Johnson is a stud, and I really hope Dearness Johnson gets picked up by somebody next year who needs a running back or somebody that wants to run a dual threat backfield because Dearness Johnson is a stud, and every time he gets a chance to play because Nick Chubb's out, Dearness Johnson absolutely balls, but no DPJ today. So it's just Landry and, and Austin Hooper for me. I don't necessarily like them with Baker Mayfield, the way he's beat up. I see Cleveland's defense getting a touchdown. I see Nick Chubb getting two touchdowns. That right there is 21-0. And I really don't think Kevin fancy is going to try to do anything else special against a guy named Tim Boyle. Good. Hell. Again, these are the new matchups. This is what I told you. You got to get past the the appetizers to get to the main course and that's what Sunday is before we head into a Thanksgiving week. Colts at Bills, next matchup, a battle of ASC South meets ASC East. I like the Bills in this, but it's not a slam dunk for me. The Colts play better and better every week, but the fear of what's Wentz gonna do next always looms large. It's always there. And the Bills could make that happen this week. I don't like Zach Moss this week or Singletary. I don't like anybody rushing against the Colts. But everyone else is a go for me for Indianapolis, and I think at least Jonathan Taylor. But obviously that guy, you're not sitting anytime soon. Jonathan Taylor, for some reason, every week is good for 100 yards and a touchdown every single week. And with Derrick Henry no longer in the picture, Jonathan Taylor is the best running back when it comes to fantasy football. Alvin Kamara being out, we don't know what's going on other, around the league other than that. But other than I can say is that Jonathan Taylor is the guy too valuable to sit anywhere, anytime. Plus, the Bills' defense is good. They'll make some headaches for the Indianapolis Colts. But I just can't sit Jonathan Taylor any week. He has to start. You have to plug him in your roster. And another guy they have to start is Michael Pittman Jr. He's the wide receiver 12 this week when it comes to fantasy football. When you look at wide receivers in the NFL and you look at yourself and you're like, Dusty, why are you so hype on wide receiver 12? How many good dang wide receivers are there in the NFL? He's the 12th best. In a league in which is like 20 deep, Michael Pittman Jr. has arrived, and he's available. And this week in DraftKings, he's worth about 6300 6300 for a Michael Pittman Jr. Do it. Get him in your leagues. Get him on your rosters. And starting this week against the Bills, because I'm telling you what, Carson Wentz is going to look his way. He's going to look Jonathan Taylor's way. I like the Bills in this game. You're starting everybody for the Bills on offense. Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Josh Allen, Dalton Knox, and of course, Stefan. When it comes to the next matchup, Saints versus Eagles. Again, another matchup in which I can't help but say it sucks. Saints and Eagles. Miles Sanders is back, but I'm not playing them. Saints don't give up any rushing yards. They do not give up running yards to running backs. Miles Saunders is back, but it couldn't come against the worst opponent. The Saints don't give up rushing yards. The game screams messy football. Trevor Simmon, 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 Simmon. I don't know how to say his last name because it doesn't really matter. He looks like one of the Manning brothers that they forgot about, but the Saints just don't give up rushing yards. I don't like the Eagles. I don't like the Saints in this matchup. Here's the thing, though. No Alvin Kamara, so that means it's Mark Ingram. The Eagles have allowed six touchdowns to running backs in their last five games. Six touchdowns in five games to running backs. And four running backs have scored at least 12 points in PPR leagues over that span. Ingram should definitely finish in that range. Between Kamara and Ingram, the Saints have had running backs score at least 16 points per game in PPR leagues in seven of nine games. Only once did one of those guys score fewer than 12 points. As for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith, you got to start both of those guys. It seems like the connection is there. And well... Honestly, I just need this game to get over with because when it comes to Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith, Devonta Smith, you just got to ride the tide. I know that's cheesy. I get it. Then he went to Oklahoma, so it doesn't really fit. Whatever, we'll move on. When it comes to the next one, it's the Dolphins at the Jets. Boy, it's tough today, isn't it? It's real tough. I like Tua in this matchup. Because the Jets are, well, they're the Jets, and Tua seems to be getting better and better every week. Well, kind of. His matchups get better and better every week, and we're still waiting for, quote-unquote, that game when it comes to Tua Tugavailoa. If he could ever just figure it out, the talent is there. The action is there. The arm is there. Just get the ball to Waddle and let him do his thing. Get the ball to Mike Gesicki. Let Miles Gaskin kind of get loose and develop that offense the talent is there, I just don't get why they don't let it unleash itself. Maybe it's because these guys really just aren't who we thought they were. But again, it's the Jets. The Jets are who they are. Yes, they've beaten Tennessee this year. Yes, I think they've beaten Cincinnati this year. But again, Dolphins, Jets. This game is always messy. This game is always disgusting. And again, Tua Ah You have my permission, if you need to. If you want to build your lineups around receivers and running backs and tight ends, and you want to spend little money and take a chance, I would take a chance on Tua. I know he only threw for, what, less than 160 yards last week, but this week he's got the Jets. And if you're the Jets, I guess I'm starting Corey Davis and that's about it. We just mentioned the word messy in the last matchup. This matchup now gets really messy. Ravens at Bears. Former host of 610 Sports Radio, Danny Parkins, is at the game. He said the weather's nice, could be some rain, so let that factor in. But we shall find out what the news is on Lamar Jackson as he is, quote-unquote, 50-50 to start this game. That's why if you got to, last minute, two is your guy. Maybe. You got to think about options because it is weird to think Lamar Jackson's a 50-50 scratch Hollywood Brown, not playing. Shire Bateman, starting. Get him in every single lineup you can. He'll have a lot of volume, no matter who's at quarterback. It's not looking good for Baltimore. It's on the road. They're coming off a game in which they lost to Miami on Thursday night, on the road. Bears no Allen Robinson. So today we'll finally see if the Mooney Fields connection is legit. And also, this is the David Montgomery game. Back from injury officially now, last two weeks. I like the Bears at home this week with a severely beat-up Ravens team. And look for David Montgomery to have a really big game and really come out of his shell. <laughs> last noon matchup, and then we get to the juice. We get to Steven Serta, and then we get to the better games. I promise you better games are on the horizon. But the last noon matchup, Houston Texans at Tennessee Titans. I mean, we're here talking about Deontay Foreman and Phillip Lindsay. That's our running back matchup. Obviously, Derrick Henry's out, McNichols is out, Adrian Peterson, sure, Deonta Foreman should have been a big, big waiver wire pickup this week, and Phillip Lindsay should get some action. I know that David Johnson is probably going to be the number one guy, some reason, somehow, in Houston, as the the ghost of Bill O'Brien lingers on. But if there's one thing I know, it's to start Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown in this matchup. I mean, you're looking at the best possible matchup for A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill this week. Ryan Tannehill should be starting in every single league, every single roster, and that's it, man. No one else in this matchup is worth a rip. I don't care. Maybe Brandon Cooks if you want to, but no need. But mercy, is this a bad matchup? Terrible, terrible matchup. Noon slate, rough. 3 o'clock slate, tough. Coming up next, my guy, good friend, Stephen Serta. He'll join us, and we'll get inside the mind of uh, Stephen Serta. We'll get back after this.
1: You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Man, that was rough. Those those 12 o'clock games, good hell, as one of my friends would say quite often. Uh, man, that's not good. There's a lot, there's a lot in that in that first first slate of football games today that just screams like, if you've gotta rake leaves or you've gotta like get some stuff done, like get some stuff out of your gutters or your wife or your girlfriend wants you to put up the Christmas tree, by God, you've got all the time in the world from noon until three to do it because nothing looks appealing from noon to three. Now I could be wrong. And I am wrong a lot of times. A lot of times I'm wrong. And that's why I bring this next guy on to prove me wrong. Or maybe he's gonna prove me right. As we are joined every Sunday on the fantasy football show here on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views. Steven Serta, how are you on this beautiful Sunday in Kansas City?
2: I'm doing great, Dusty. Uh, Before we dive into fantasy stuff, can I just say, uh, please stop sharing pictures of your gross (laughs) pinky toe on social media. Uh, (laughs) That thing is gross.
0: It was one time. It looks like a
2: Vienna sausage, and I wish I would have never seen it. It's been haunting me.
0: You know, the thing is, is we did a show Friday night. I had to to tell the people, you know, from 6 to 9 that I was – I didn't really want to, but you know our guy, Julio Sanchez. He's he's very good looking. He's very in shape. He does five K's, half
2: marathons. Oh, and it's I was like, his fault. Julio's uh, the one that made you share it on social media. It
0: actually is. If you want to call him, I know you have his number and I know you follow him on Twitter. He was like, Man, you gotta let the people know how bad it is. Cause I showed it to him. And I was like, dude, I know I'm a dramatic person. I'm very out there when it comes to emotions. And I was like, Julio, I'm pretty sure this thing's broke. And he goes, Let me see it pulled the sock off, showed him the pinky toe, and he was like, oh, my God, you should take a picture of that and put it on Twitter. Maybe he was being facetious, but I did it, and now all I've heard is, is like, why are you putting your feet on the public Internet?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't need to see that. I could have gotten the rest of my life without seeing it. It's been haunting me for two days.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure something else will come around that will haunt you worse than that. Uh, Steven Serta, you join us every Sunday that we do this show at 925. Am I wrong to think that these noon games just suck?
2: Um, I, I mean, it's not a great lineup, uh, but there's still plenty of fantasy value here. And in a week where we're dealing with so many... Like marquee running back injuries, right? You just got to take what you got, and my lineups are gross this weekend. <laughs> Worse <laughs> am, than my toe. I am struggling to stay afloat right now.
0: Yeah. Um. So the first one I want to look at is is the one that's got a lot of a lot of questions in, and that is that Ravens Bears matchup. And in that Bears Ravens matchup, Lamar Jackson's fifty fifty with his third illness of the season. Again, it's not. Covid related, you know this. You you follow the kind of the same stuff I do. But if Lamar Jackson can't go, who's a quarterback out there that should be available for people last minute to plug in uh, in this week's matchups?
2: I mean, maybe Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> that's how that's how bad it is. I think uh, Tua's probably available. And he does have a decent matchup against the New York Jets. Like, the Dolphins should be able to score points a little bit in this game. So I guess Tua is the guy that I would go with because he is probably available on a ton of your waiver wires. And then, you know, Tyrod, it's just you're banking on this being a blowout game for the Tennessee Titans and them just kind of getting some garbage time points. What is one of the big matchups in the noon slate that you're looking at? Because when I look
0: at all these 12 o'clock games, I mean, Green Bay, Minnesota doesn't do it for me. Washington and Carolina is probably the one I'm going to pay attention to the most because of Cam Newton coming back. I think there's a lot of value there. Do you agree that that's the that's the game that in which if those people that drafted Christian McCaffrey or the people that pay for Christian McCaffrey and Daly are looking at the most? Because I I said it earlier. Cam Newton is very cheap in DraftKings. In fact, he's 5,100 this week at quarterback play. Is that where you're kind of leaning in the first games in the in the 12 o'clock, Sash?
2: I mean, I'm super interested to see how Cam Newton looks like as a full-time starter again, because last week, obviously, just using him in those goal line packages, he looked good. But that's like Cam Newton's bag, right? So I want to see if he can actually still throw the football, and, and hopefully that'll increase DJ Moore's fantasy value because he started the season red hot and he's cooled off quite a bit since then because their quarterback play has just been atrocious but I'm interested in this Ravens Bears game I I think more than you are but it's Mm -hmm. really dependent upon Lamar Jackson playing like if he really does not play in this game then I don't want anything to do with it If Lamar Jackson does play in this game, then I think there's some decent fantasy value that you can dive into in some of your lineups.
0: What about Green Bay, Minnesota? Like, I know that last week Aaron Rodgers came back. I know that he had the toe injury that he said he's going to continue to play forward with. Where do you see this type of matchup going, or where do you see the A.J. Dillon role being played with no Aaron Jones this week for for the uh, Green Bay Packers?
2: I mean, it's a divisional game and Aaron Rodgers just owns the NFC North. So the Vikings defense has actually been better over the last month or so than they were when they started the season. And it sounds like they're going to get Patrick Peterson back today, but they're still not a great football team. Like I'd expect the Packers to win this game. I'd expect Devontae Adams to have a big day. And I think that A.J. Dillon is a lock for 20-plus touches again. He, mm. he got that last week, and he got two touchdowns, and I think he can easily do that again this week. And as far as the Vikings go, I know the Packers' defense has been really, really good lately, and they've kind of been shutting down opposing offenses. But it feels like they're playing a little bit above their heads, so I, I still think that Minnesota's got an opportunity here. Uh, Justin Jefferson's obviously in your lineup. Dalvin Cook's obviously in your lineup. And... Adam Thielen's a guy I would be a little bit more questionable about Mm -hmm. because this season, like, you know, Thielen's still been okay. He's still been solid. He still catches touchdowns, but he's basically turned into a totally touchdown dependent wide receiver. Like when you put him in your lineup, you're just banking on him finding the end zone because he's not putting up yards this season. And it just seems like that's kind of the point he's at in his career. Justin Jefferson is their chunk guy and he's the better player at this point. So Thielen is a little bit risky for me because he's basically just a touchdown dependent wide receiver. But, I, you know, I'd, I'd still approach this game playing all the guys that I normally would and expecting this to, you know, have a decent point total at the end of the day.
0: All right. Now let's give the people what they want because this show is in Kansas City and there is the matchup of the week, right? There's no if ands, or buts about it. The game of the week is Dallas and the Chiefs. It's, it's, it's Dak versus Mahomes. Amari Cooper's out. But the other thing that's interesting is that Dallas is going to be without their left tackle. Kansas city is going to be without their starting right tackle. And I don't know who has the worst matchup when it comes to that Dak Prescott, who's what I've seen with you doing on your show on Arrowhead pride with BK and, and Ron Dak Prescott is amazing against the blitz. And that's what the chiefs do. But Dak Prescott is without Amari Cooper. What does this matchup look like today? Obviously CD lamb is values go way up. And do we continue to see this Tyreek Hill new role of, you know, five yard catch and then turn it into whatever continue to go against Dallas with all the circumstances and the situations going into today's game?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a bummer that Amari Cooper's not going to be in this game. Because, you know, for me, just from a general football standpoint, like, I want this game to be 2018 Rams Chiefs. Like,. I want each team to put up 50 points. I want there to be absolutely no defense, and I want it to just be a back-and-forth shootout. Now, Amari Cooper not playing certainly hurts that, but I think we're overestimating just a little bit like how much it changes the Cowboys' offense because they legitimately have the deepest offense in the NFL. And you know, Tyron Smith not playing is a blow. Dax numbers, you can look them up he's better when that dude is playing because that dude is an all-pro left tackle. And so it hurts them a little bit, but Dak is still fantastic. He's still firmly in the MVP conversation. And then you talk about CD Lamb, who is an emerging superstar. Michael Gallup, very, very good wide receiver who kind of needs to finish the season strong because he's about to be a free agent. And he's trying to get paid, and he could get a big contract because he's that talented headed into the offseason. And then they have Zeke, and Tony Pollard and oh also by the way Dalton Schultz is really good (laughs) and then Cedric Wilson who had been filling in for the injured Michael Gallup has also looked really good so Cedric Wilson's not Amari Cooper but he's still a good player like this offense is still going to give anybody problems even without Amari Cooper in the football game so I'm still approaching it the same way that I was before now I do think that that bumps up Dalton Schultz quite a bit. He's had three consecutive kind of poor games after starting the season looking like he was going to be like a top five tight end. And now, especially since Michael Gallup has come back, he's been running a lot less routes. So I think this is huge for Dalton Schultz, and the Chiefs are a a good matchup against opposing tight ends. They're giving up like the third most yards to opposing tight ends on the year. So I think Dalton Schultz is in for a big game. And really, out with Amari Cooper out, Basically, every other Dallas Cowboys uh, offensive weapon is a discount, except for Ezekiel Elliott and T.D. Lamb. Like, Michael Gallup is cheap on DraftKings today. Cedric Wilson is cheap on DraftKings. Dalton Schultz is cheap on DraftKings. So there's actually – it's actually adding more value to your fantasy lineups, having Amari Cooper out. So I'm still attacking the Cowboys offense. And for the Chiefs, you know, I I think that, yeah, we are going to see – more of that underneath stuff that they've been doing. And, you know, Andy, I thought, really dusted off the Alex Smith playbook last week, and we'll see how they try to utilize Clyde today. But this one's going to be about who can score the most touchdowns. So I I think the Chiefs are going to have an opportunity to attack them downfield, and and they have to find a way to exploit it. They've got to get Travis Kelsey involved. They've got to get Terry Kill involved. They've got to get somebody else involved. Like, there's no excuse today because you got to put up points against this offense even without Amari Cooper in it Um, but that being said you can't trust any other Chiefs wide receiver outside of Tyreek Hill, really and, and Travis Kelsey and if Clyde is a is a go and it sounds like he's gonna be I'm putting Clyde into my lineup even though the Cowboys have been decent against opposing rushing attacks part of that is that most teams just have to score a lot of points so they don't run the football that much against them And I still think Daryl Williams has got some value in a week where we've got a ton of running back injuries. So I'm still going all in on this game. I think this game still has, you know, 40 to 30-something type of score because that's how these teams win football games is by putting up points. A lot of questions
0: that come in is, what is going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire's role in this game? I know he's been activated off IR, but a Chiefs face a bye week next week and then a divisional opponent after that. Do you see his role being anything of high volume? Because I personally don't, sir. I think they're going to use him very, very little. I think Daryl Williams is still going to be the main guy in this offense today. But again, that could all go out the window. if Clyde Edwards looks really good on his first couple of touches. But what say you, sir, when it comes to CEH?
2: And I'd approach it like it's going to be a 50-50 time split. And, And we'll see how that plays out. But I would love to see them use Clyde the way they used Daryl last week. Daryl had nine (laughs) catches on nine targets last week and had over 100 receiving yards, which is something we've never seen them do with Clyde. And part of that is they just stopped throwing running back screens. They stopped dialing those up. And it's because the Chiefs are really good at getting the football downfield. And Patrick Mahomes doesn't really want to dump the football off. He wants to throw it deep. And when you're that good at it for this long, I totally get it. But it seemed like we were kind of screaming for weeks, like you got to do some of the short stuff. You got to dial up some of the screens that we've seen Andy dial up in the past, and we know he's fully capable of doing it. And they finally started doing that. I would love to see Clyde in that role because Daryl for as great as he was last week and as strong as he's been stepping in, I just have to believe that Clyde can be more dynamic than Daryl. And so I would love to see Clyde utilized in a pass heavy script and they've just never really done that with Clyde so I would love to see him like that but yeah I would approach it as if it's a 50-50 timeshare and basically you're just kind of hoping for the best and you're hoping that if you if you put one or the other guy in your lineup that one or each of them finds the end zone is really what you got to hope for this week and again with all of the major running back injuries this week That's basically what you're hoping for (laughs) from any backup running back that you're putting into your lineup anyway. So it's just find the end zone or bust today in a lot of circumstances.
0: Serta, let these kind people in Kansas City know where they can find you when it comes to uh, yourself outside of just the fantasy world.
2: Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, at Steven Serta. I do a ton of NFL content for Arrowhead Pride, of course, as well as the SB Nation NFL show. And then we will be live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter immediately following today's Chiefs and Cowboys game. So make sure you check that out.
0: All right. Steven Serta, you hear him here every Sunday at 925. Serta, I promise you I won't put any more pictures up in my feet. And I hope to God that Rex Ryan didn't see that tweet. All
2: right. Thanks, Dusty.
0: Take care, Serta. When we come back, we get into the 3 o'clock matchups, and I'll give you another recap of who's in, who's out. And then we'll get into this Cowboys-Chiefs matchup here on a Fantasy Football Sunday show on 610 Sports Radio.
1: You're listening to Fantasy Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?
0: Final segment. This one, I promise you, gets a little bit more fun. Love the text line. Answer all your questions you want. Jay Southland Toe Service text line. 913-576-7610. Did you do the 5K? Yes. For those of you that don't understand what that means, I had a 5K yesterday. I know, 3.1 miles or 3.2, whatever it is. Not that much. But the thing is, I'm pretty sure I broke my pinky toe. If you don't believe me, go to 610 Sports uh, KC's Twitter handle. Uh, The thing, uh, Julio Sanchez said it looked like Earthworm Jim. Uh, Steven Serta, who just joined us, said it looked like uh, a Vienna sausage uh, that was stained purple. Grant uh, Nicholson, who who produces this thing every single week, uh, just said, that thing is effed, man. (laughs) And boy, was it. It was tough. But hey, here's the deal. I did it in 44 minutes. I got 10th of my age group. I got a medal with a turkey on it. I feel great. Um, but my toe is definitely, uh, in the words of, of Grant Nicholson, it is, uh, in fact, aft. Um, Fantasy Football Sunday here on Sixteen Sports Radio. Your host, Dusty Likens. You can follow me on Twitter, at Dusty Likens. Again, you can ask me any lineup question you have on the Jay Southland Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610. And once again, this show is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenics, views. Um, we mentioned at the beginning of the show every week or every day on Sunday of who's in, who's out. But for those of you that might have just gotten your car, those of you that just got up because you had a little rough, you know, family Thanksgiving dinner last night, or you had a Friendsgiving dinner last night, and you you might have hit the, you know, the Weller 12-year a little too hard, or you hit the Buffalo Trace a little harder than most people. Here's people that are expected to play Sunday. Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, um, Rashad Bateman, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Chase Claypool and Ben Roethlisberger players that are expected to be out today. This is the big one because this is the one where if you're not, you're not on it right now, you got about, well, you got about two hours and 14 minutes to get it right. But players out Alvin Kamara, he's not playing Uh, Jerry McNichols. He's out Ricky seals, Jones out Marquise Hollywood Brown out. Um, Aaron Jones out, Amari Cooper out, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Carson all out. Also, Lamar Jackson remains 50-50 with an illness if he'll play against the Bears. Hopefully he does because that means that makes that game a little bit more interesting. Kyler Murray also not expected to play uh, for the Arizona Cardinals today, but again, that game a little bit later. So he's got a little bit of time before the actives and inactives are to be – are able to be put up as they play the Seattle Seahawks. We'll get into that a little bit later. But first, we get into the 3 o'clock matchups here on the Fantasy Football Show. Now we're kind of getting into the motion. Now we're getting into it, right? Now the games get a little bit more juicier. Starting at 3 o'clock, you get the Bengals versus the Raiders. I like this matchup. A lot of juice in the box here for me. A lot of action in this game for Cincinnati. Obviously, you got Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Uizma. and the Raiders are down. The Raiders are gonna be playing with a lot of fight. They've lost four of their last six. It ain't been good for the Las Vegas Raiders. You know that, Kansas City, because you saw the Chiefs beat them last week, 41 to 14. And everybody here thinks the Chiefs are back. I don't think they ever went anywhere. But anyways, Raiders get obliterated at home last week by well. The Chiefs Since for the Raiders, don't be shy on their guys either in this matchup against the Bengals. This seems like it'll be a very offensive, eccentric type of game. For the Raiders, I like Darren Waller, obviously. I like Derek Carr in this matchup, and I like Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs came out this week and said, I'm ready to turn this thing around. This team's better than this all these types of cliches of when you're getting your ass kicked week in and week out, it's time to get going. Josh Jacobs has been somewhat disappointing for fantasy owners. He's been limited in practice, but he practiced kind of Friday. He's going to play today. And when you talk that talk normally in the NFL, you tend to show out. I like this Raiders team against this Bengals team and vice versa. I like this Bengals team against this Raiders team. I think Cincinnati wins. I think Oakland Raiders lose five of their, next, of their last seven. But I think this game can have a lot of offensive action. I think we will see what happens when it comes to 3 o'clock. But again, juicy matchup. Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Jamar Chase, Waller. You got Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon. There's just a lot on the plate when it comes to this game. And that's the kind of action you want to see to start a 3 o'clock slate after that terrible noon slate. When you move on after that, you look at the next matchup. The next matchup is the one that Steven Surt and I talked about, and that is Chiefs First Cowboys. There's no hiding it. There's no bias involved. There's no homerisms involved in this. This is the matchup of Sunday, November 21st. This is it. This is the prize fight. This is the game that should be played next Thursday on Thanksgiving, but the NFL's stupid. It's true. They change rules year in and year out. They change how you can kick field goals, how you can kick extra points, but they don't change Thanksgiving games because for some reason, Dallas and Detroit have to have a home game. Well, for me, this is the Thanksgiving game. This is the game in which we'll have all the action, all the juice, all the momentum, everything. Although Dallas will be without their starting left tackle and the Chiefs will be without their starting right tackle. Lots of offense could be had in this game and this most likely being the biggest game for both teams of the year. I think they let it all hang out. CeeDee Lamb's stock goes way up. No Amari Cooper in this game. Dak Prescott's going to look 88's way. He's going to look at Dalton Schultz's way. He's going to look at Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard's way. I know the Chiefs' defense has been better, but the Chiefs have not played an offense that has all these pieces like this. The Giants, give me a break. The Raiders, decent offense. It's not Dak and the boys. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing for the Packers, so that option wasn't there either. This is the test for that Chiefs' defense. This is it. And with that left tackle out for Dallas, 55 and 95 have got to be really, really after it. When it comes to the Chiefs, yes. The Chiefs have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back. He's off the IR. He's designated to play this game, but like we had just talked with Steven Serta about, I don't see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's role being that, well, that big. I think the Chiefs liked what they had when it came to Darrell Williams last week. Like Steven Serta just said, he had nine targets and nine catches. To take a line out of Ferris Bueller's day off, nine times. That's how many times Darryl Williams got the ball targeted his way. He also had a touchdown where he mossed, well, one of the Raiders' is number one picks in Jonathan Abram. But when it comes to the Chiefs starters this week, Tyreek Hill continues to be the best receiver in football. I'll say that for one more time for those in the back. Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in football. And Te- And Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback in football, that's just a dynamic duo that just is better than Batman and Robin. They're both Batman. There is no Robin. They're just both Batman. Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, lots of targets, lots of catches, equals enough yards and the possibility of a touchdown. It seemed last week Travis Kelsey came back having his best game against the Raiders. I can see that moving forward. I'm like Sirda on this one. I want this game to be 51 to 53 Chiefs. I don't think it will be. I think it's gonna be more so like 34 to 28 Chiefs, but that's a good game. That's 50-plus points on the board. Hell, that's 60-plus points on the board. Chiefs, Dallas, matchup, love it. I like Daryl Williams in this matchup. I like Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. I don't like McCole Hardman. I will say that. That is the one thing I don't like. But I like all the other action stars in this Hollywood of a blockbuster film today on Sunday. When it comes to our next matchup, I don't even know if I have any energy after that one. My goodness. When it comes to the next matchup, it is Arizona and Seattle. This is tough because this should have been a damn good matchup. This should have been one of the marquee matchups that if you watch the Chiefs and on the other TV you watch Red Zone, you'd get a lot of Kyler Murray versus Russell Wilson, but it doesn't look like it's going to be like that. Looks like Kyler Murray's not going to play for a third straight week. Colt McCoy is going to be the quarterback. There is no DeAndre Hopkins. There is no Chase Edmonds. It is going to be James Conner and Colt McCoy and Rondell Moore. That's how you know you're a nerd when you can pull those names out of the hat. Hopkins out for a third straight week. Rondell Moore is back. James Conner again. I don't like the action in this game because last week, Russell Wilson, even though he said he did 19 hours a day of rehab, I don't believe that. I don't believe you did 19 hours of rehab because the way you look, you look like you did three. You have a ligament strain in your hand. It's tough to throw a football. I don't like Russell Wilson in this matchup because Arizona has a good front seven. I think this game could be like 17-7. to Seattle, I think you have to start Tyler Lockett. I think you have to start D.K. Metcalf. But for more running back news, a guy we had just mentioned at the top of this hour and at the middle of this hour, Chris Carson is done for the year. Another running back gone. So Alex Collins, if you want to plug him on your roster, I'm not starting him but he's a guy that's going to get heavy doses of carries if he can stay healthy. Chris Carson done for the year. Russell Wilson still coming back from the injury. He'll get better and better every week, but I don't know if we're there yet. I think we're still at like a 60% Russ. I don't think he can be called Danger Russ right now. I think he's just got to be called Russell. Arizona, Seattle should have been, could have been, would have been dead now. It's not a good matchup this Sunday. Maybe like... Next year, when they play each other, it'll be a good matchup. Sunday night football, a good one. Steelers, Chargers. Ben Roethlisberger's back, so is Chase Claypool. So Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Ben Roethlisberger, Najee Harris, the band's back together. Well, until Aaron Rodgers goes to Pittsburgh and becomes their starting quarterback next year. But this actually might be worth the squeeze on the juice box. There's a lot of action in this. There is no TJ Watt and there is no Mika Fitzpatrick. So that means that maybe finally Justin Herbert can get back to his old ways for all of you that put him on your rosters this year and draft him in around the 10th or the 11th round. Now, maybe you get that Justin Herbert game. Maybe they let him throw the ball downfield. But I feel like Justin Herbert could be back in line to have some big noise. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, all those guys should have big games this week. And then Monday night... Giants, Bucks. Who cares? Giants, Bucks on Monday night. Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. If he's back, he said it felt like he got shot when he had that rib injury. I had no idea that Rob Gronkowski had ever been shot. Um, yeah, Leonard Fournette, Giants, Bucks. Bucks, heavy favorite. 11 points to be exact. I like the Bucks offense in that game. Giants, you're not starting anybody, are you? Saquon Barkley? Maybe? I don't know. That's our full show today on this Fantasy Football Sunday brought to you by Twin Peaks Twin Peaks each drink scenic views I am dusty like it's coming up next Nick Schroot from Cody and Gold he gets some airtime give him some love 10 to noon no Jay Pinkley but it's Nick Schroot. He's going to have all the action when it comes to Dallas versus the Chiefs he's going to have some cuts he's going to play some stuff and he's going to have some humor packed behind it Give him a listen for everybody out there on your Sunday have a good day My pinky toe is fine. My 5K got ran. I finished top 10 in my age group, or whatever that means. There's probably 10 people my age, and I finished dead last. Either way, I got a medal. I'm doing fine. Grant Nicholson, thank you for your help today. I'm out of here. Have a good Sunday, everybody.
1: Football Sunday with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better. Over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month, with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>